Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to be in the house, amen. Mm. Well, the last time I saw you, I said Merry Christmas. Now I must say Happy New Year, amen. So Happy New Year to each of you, to your family. I pray that nine days into it, it's been good. I pray that exercise program you committed to, you're still doing. If not, hey, there's 22. <laughs> uh, there's 23, there's 24. No, I'm not counting. But, but I pray you're having a, a great start to a great new year. So I, uh, let me lay out a little bit of where we're headed. Um, today and next Sunday, kind of a two-parter. Um, I'll go into that in just a little bit. And then, then on the 23rd, uh, I'm going to do the State of the Church address. I do that every January. So if you're new to the house, new to our church, haven't been here uh, a full year yet, you don't know what in the heck I just said. But, but State of the Church, I, I just bring you a State of the Church address of where the church was, where it is, and where it's going. And you're going to see all kind of information, numbers, baptisms, membership, giving, manger offering, total, all that stuff. I'll just roll all out as transparent as we can be. We'll put it in front of you because you're the church and what you see is because of you. Amen. And so uh, do that on the 23rd and then we'll jump into um, Give Us a Year. It's, a, it's, it's just what's on our heart as a church that we're asking people to commit to give us a year, to give us the best year you can give us. And, and we promise it'll change your life. Give the church, give him. Best year, it'll change your life. Change your life. And if it doesn't, you get your money back, all right? Just kidding. We'll have to talk about that. We need some bacon over that, all right? So, uh, so the two-part series is, I titled it this, What You Drinking? What You Drinking? I want to read you a little, I guess, a little quote that comes from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. This is in a book that's become very, uh, it's a very special book to Melissa and I called Windows of the Soul. It's a very small book, but it's, whoo, <laughs> uh, just by the title itself, you understand, Windows of the Soul. It's going there. It's good. It's deep. It's heavy but it's really, really profound. And this quote is from her in this book. I want, I want to read it to you because I think it's just power-packed and then we'll run with it. It says this, earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush a fire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes the rest, they just sit around it and pluck blackberries. I'm going to read it again because I wanted you. I wanted this to fall over you. Earth, every day, crammed with heaven. Just in the ordinary things you can see, 
Every common bush, a fire with God. But only he or she who sees takes off his shoes. That's worship. The rest, they just sit around it and pluck blackberries. First time I read that, I thought about Bethlehem. Busy season, hustle and bustle. Born to you this day, a savior. Many missed it. Many didn't even see it. Many didn't know what was going on. Today, we can see God everywhere. In the most simple things, common things, common places, every bush, every tree, all of nature, every day cries out. It does. It's a common bush of fire with God if we see it. And when we see those moments, and when we see God in those unpeculiar little ways and places that aren't, we weren't looking for him. I pray we are so moved that we can't help but take our shoes off and worship and worship. Because I'm afraid the rest of us, many people, are missing. They're just sitting around picking blackberries. And they didn't even notice the bush. (laughs) I want to take you back a little bit, and then I want to take you up a little bit. Because I don't think we can move forward too fast of all that God is revealing to us and showing us. And if we don't learn it, we're going to repeat it. I want to go back to 2020, a year that will probably live in the history of our country forever. It didn't start weird, but it got there quick. 2020, how apropos and divine of God opened our eyes, amen. 2020 is good vision. I don't have it anymore. I'm too old. But if you're in a vision chart and you got 2020 vision still, praise Jesus, all right? But 2020 opened our eyes as a nation, as a country, as a people, as a church big and church little. We found our We found ourselves, as we went deeper into 2020, dealing with stuff we didn't ever think we'd have to deal with in this country. Stuff was getting thrown at us 90 miles an hour, man. We didn't know what it was. It was a gut punch, and we couldn't catch our breath because it just kept punching. They shut us down. They changed the world. They restricted everything we did. And we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't even look like the same nation. Didn't look like the same country. It was very revealing to us as a nation, to us as a country. 
to us as a people. We didn't know what to do. We hadn't been there before. There wasn't a blueprint to 2020. Like, like, well, what did we do last time this happened? That wasn't the last time this happened. We were writing it. The script was in our hands. It revealed a whole lot about us as a country, who we were, what we stood for, who was calling shots, who had the authority to do it, and who didn't know the authority before they did it. We didn't know who to listen to, who to trust. The truth got muddier and muddier and muddier. And thank you, Jesus, for many of us, we said, come on, 21. And 21 came. We popped the champagne and we blew some horns, but it didn't change. One might say it got tougher. They stuck it a little deeper and twisted a little harder. What they got away with in 2020, they said, well, we can just up the ante in 21. It shook us and it squeezed us. And for many of you here and online and many of us, we were facing stuff we had never faced before. We were making decisions and having to make decisions at work that we never, ever thought we would ever have to do in this country. We were being told, you do this, you're gone. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not making light of a virus. I'm not. It's real and it kills and has killed and will continue to kill. A lot of people suffered a lot. A lot of families went through a lot of hard times and are still in those times. And I hate that. It makes me mad when people get it and I find out and the first motion in me is I'm mad. I'm mad, man. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't have happened. And I am thankful beyond words to some incredible, God-fearing, godly, born-again, spirit-filled doctors and nurses in this church, in this community that are doing the job every single day in what we call crap. And I said it. Somebody ought to give them some love. I'm telling you, man, that is tough what they're doing. And while they do all that, the same junk that I said earlier that many of us are facing at workplaces, they're facing it too. But they can't deal with it because they got to go deal with other people. Lonely, man. Hard. Tired. Frustrated. So we found ourselves. If you have not caught on by now, or figured out by now, this has absolutely 110%, this has 
absolutely nothing to do with a virus. Never was, still not. It's deeper than that, and you know it. By now, you definitely know it. And if you don't know it, God bless you for the sand your head is in. I love you. 21 was a hard, stinking year for a lot of people. Hard year. But in the midst of that, the earth, mm, not just was, but is crammed with heaven. And every common bush, a fire with God. Oh, yeah. But only those who see take off their shoes and worship. And the rest, they just sit around and pluck blackberries. They just sit around and do what people tell them to do. I want you to go to your text. We're going to be in two places today. Matthew chapter 7 first and then Proverbs 24. Matthew chapter 7. This is Jesus. Matthew 7, 24. Look at 24 through 27. Therefore, and I've taught you that every time you see therefore in the Bible, I'll always ask what that therefore is there for because you'll find out. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, it's like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand and the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. What God has done over the last couple of years has allowed the country and people and marriages and families to be squeezed to be shaken. We find out real fast, and you found out individually and as a couple and a family real quick. We found out as a nation, as a people, what our foundation was. Was it on a rock or was it on the rock? The rock is named Jesus. He does not change like shifting sand, who does not grow tired and weary, who does not need a nap, who works while we sleep. He is the anchor that holds. He is unchangeable, unstoppable. He will not change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. He is what you build your life, marriage on. And when the storms come, because he told you Jesus did, they will come. He said the streams will rise, friends and the wind will beat on you. But I got you. I will hold you. 
I will sustain you. I will be an anchor, anchor that will not budge. I am the rock. My name is Jesus. There is no other name but my name. When all other names cease, mine will still be there. His name is Jesus. What got revealed and what it's shown us in many areas of our lives is what our foundation was. What was it on? Job, title, where you live, house, cars, salary, whatever the world threw at you, was that really your foundation? Marriage built on looks, built on a rock, the rock. His name is Jesus. What has been realized for many people is this. What is my foundation? What it is. You can't read 24 and 27 in this text without reading 29, 29, because hmm, this pretty much sums up that story. I want you to look at 28, 29. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teacher of the law. Let me ask you, who's speaking into your life? Who is speaking into your life? There are so many, so many, so many voices out there. So many people speaking today. So many people who have guess, given themselves the name as expert. They are spurting often. I just don't know for sure what it is. Just because you are an expert doesn't necessarily mean you have the authority to speak into my life. I'm all about a business card with your name and all these fancy little titles under it. But that doesn't move my needle. What moves my needle is, is that person with all that title and names and things beside their name, a God-fearing, born-again, baptized, spirit-filled child of the king. Is he or she under the authority of the one true God, tapped into him on a daily basis, speaking life from their tongue into my life who's listening. We have let people speak to us that cannot speak for us. For many of us, we've let people who have no authority have authority. Back in 2020, when the flood of information and what to do was pouring in like a man, like a fire hose. They shut our house down here for about, I think, eight, 10 weeks. The biggest question was, what are you going to do? What's next? I listened for a while to a whole bunch of people talk a whole bunch. 
and I almost blew up. And I finally grabbed my golden doodle named Hershey and said, dude, let's go for a walk. So we went for a walk, and we walked, and we walked, and we walked until I ran out of pavement, and we kept walking. And I heard the father say this, I have the authority to speak on my church. If you listen to anyone else, you're going to be in trouble. Everything you hear from this day forward for your life, for your family, and for your church, you run through me. And you ask one simple question, and only one question, and I will answer you. What does the Father say about this? Period. And from that point forward, I knew. I had one voice to listen to for myself, my family, for the church. I got a whole lot of critics, a whole lot of people questioning me, a lot of people walked away from me, and that's okay. But do the people speaking into your life have the authority to speak into your life? If you're not careful, you can get served water from people that don't have good intentions to that water. Don't drink it. Throw it out. For many people, fear spoke louder than anything else. But, under, but in Scripture, it tells us that a born-again child of the king does not live by a spirit of fear but a spirit of love and a self-discipline in 2 Timothy. Fear cannot be a voice in our lives. The Father must be the voice. And where the Spirit is, there is freedom. There is no fear. I want you to flip over the Proverbs 24. I've read this text before, but I want you to see some things in here because that quote I read to start with, this is, this is where it's big time applied. Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. I went past the field of a slugger, past the vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. <laughs> Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. Look at verse 32. Boy, it's a powerful verse. Look at the order. I applied my heart to what I observed, and I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man. Those verses, the country got sloppy, got lazy, got convenient driven. The luxuries have taken the place of Almighty God. Conveniences were the rule. Easy was always chosen over hard, even though hard was more rewarding. The journey wasn't considered because we wouldn't make it. We asked what was the shortcut, how to get there the quickest. It was all about me, and as long as I was happy, that's all that mattered, and everybody else could just adjust. And God said, mm-mm. 
And he allowed this to happen, to shake us as a nation, to find out what our foundation really was, or still was. It shook us as a church, shook us as a people. Look at 32. Order is important in Scripture. It says, I applied my heart to what I observed. Not my eyes. They can fool you. My heart. And I learned a lesson from, from what? From what I saw. Casual neglect leads to catastrophic loss. Always has, always will. Every area of life, if we get sloppy in, it can cost you. And sometimes we need a shaking. Sometimes we need to be squeezed, bumped, to really know what's in us, what we're about, what our foundation really is, what we really stand for, where we really have come. If we didn't get tests, we wouldn't know where we are. I would love to have gone to school with no test. Didn't happen. And I can't stand pop tests. And I still don't like them. But I get them daily. And they're good for me. I ran across this as I had my bones all set for this message. An individual in our church shared this. And I saw it and I thought, hmm. That's too stinking good not to slide in here. So I want to read it to you. You're holding a cup of coffee and someone comes along and bumps into you or shakes your arm or pats you on the back and makes you spill your coffee everywhere. So why did you spill the coffee? Because someone bumped into me. That would be a wrong answer. You spilled the coffee because there was coffee in your cup. Had there been tea in the cup, you would have spilled tea. Whatever is inside the cup is what will spill out of the cup. Therefore, when life comes along and shakes you, and it will, Whatever's inside of you will come out of you. It's easy to fake it until you're rattled, shaken, or bumped. So we have to ask ourselves, what's in my cup? When life gets tough, what spills over? Joy, gratefulness, thankfulness, kindness, love, Peace, humility, anger, bitterness, rage, harsh words, temper, reactions. Life provides the cup. You choose how you feel it. Hmm. Matthew 12, 34 reads this. Out of the overflow of the heart, mouth speaks. It's so good, Jesus said, put it in there again. So he did. In Luke 6, 45, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. My friends, we've been bumped. We've been bumped as a nation. We've been bumped as a people. 
been bumped as a church, been bumped as individuals. What comes out is what we put in. If you didn't like what came out, it's because what you didn't do before you knew you were going to get bumped is put the right stuff in. You say, well, you don't understand, Jeff, my family, my how I grew up, my parents, my, my job, my this, my dad, da 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 I'm sorry. The victim card died at Calvary when Jesus said, I make all things new. Those who come to me, the old is gone and the new has come. The world will offer you a drink, but you'll have to keep coming back because it is not living water, my friend. In John chapter four, a woman with five husbands and shacked up playing house with another dude comes to Jesus at a well. And Jesus says, you can keep coming here if you want to, but this water won't satisfy what you need. But the water I give you will become living water and you'll never have to draw here again. What the world needs now, my friends, living water. There's a whole lot of thirsty people out there. They're parched, as parched as this land. When 2020 and 21 and the nine days of 22 bumped into us, bumped into you, bumped into me, did you like what came out of your cup? <laughs> some of you said, I was pleasantly surprised, Pastor. And some of you are saying, I was equally disappointed. No victim card here. It's no one's excuse. What Jesus offered in John 4 is living water. What he offers today is living water. This right here is and always will be living water. If you don't drink from this, you're going to drink from something. And the world is running around with all kind of cute and pretty drink cups. And they're gonna give you all kind of junk. The government's got some for you. Washington's got some for you, and if you want to drink it, you drink it. But I'm telling you, it's poison disguised as living water. You can drink from the living water, and when life bumps you, squeezes you, shakes you, out of you will come living water for other people to drink as well as you. But if you don't put living water in you, when it's asked for, you won't have any to come. It won't come from you. It won't come out of you. And what you think was going to come out won't come out even though the label says this. If the label says this, living water should come out of you. But many of us have the living, have the label that says living water will come out. But when life pushes us and when life bumped us, what came out wasn't that. What should have come out was the fruit of the Spirit. What should have come out of you was him.
2020 revealed a lot, and 21 squeezed us. And I'm not sure much has changed in nine days of 22. So what I'm saying to you is the bumping from God is going to continue. The question is, how will you continue? We must continue to be a people of the book. We must be a people who drinks from the fountain of living water daily because if you haven't caught on by now, the world is gonna drain you dry. Others need living water. Unless you are full of living water, you will have none to give. And God has divinely put people around you and they are simply saying one thing, thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. You've gotta stop long enough to see heaven on earth. You can't miss it. God's gonna continue to allow individuals to be bumped in 2020, what will spill over. And I believe God will continue to allow the church to be bumped as well. I believe God is bumping some churches big time. What will come out of the church? Religion? Mm. Man's attempt to God? Legalism? Mm. Tradition? (laughs) Who is the head of the church? You bump it, you'll know. Who has the authority in the church? You bump it, you'll know. I believe God is bumping the church and bumping the big church and bumping the little church. And what's in us is what will be spilt out. And it will be nobody else's fault but ours. So if you didn't like what's been coming out of your cup, change what goes into your cup. It's your choice, given by divine creator, sovereign God, and it can't be taken away from you. The world will continue to push you, bump you, squeeze you, It's its job, but it cannot touch you as long as living water is what you live off of. Living water is what we must have. I have a big old playa in front of my house. I say big. It was about twice as big as it is today. It's life. Smaller it gets, Those 5,000 geese are getting more condensed. I really hope they like each other because they're really doing life together. Sound familiar in our homes? Sound familiar in life? Where you find water, you find life. Where there is no water, there's just no life. We, as born-again children of the king who drink from the fountain, have the water of living water in us. We have living water to partake of daily. Our water is not necessarily just for us. It's so that we might hand out cups of water to a world in desperate need of water. They think they need something else, but what they really need is water. So may the church 
And may you as a little church and us as a corporate church, big church, in 2020 be a church handing out water. Amen. And if you haven't liked what's coming out of your cup lately, change what goes into it. And turn off the stuff that's putting all that junk in your cup and turn on the stuff that needs to be turned on so that the water going into the vessel of God is living water. And then be ready to open your eyes because earth is crammed with heaven and every bush of fire of God. But only those who see take off their shoes and worship. All the others, man, they're just sitting around eating blackberries. Wake up, church, individually, corporately, and get ready to hand out water to a thirsty world. I'm going to ask you to stand. Mm. The message is simply what you're drinking. So, <laughs> what you drinking? Amen. What you drinking? Drink it. Satisfies. It beat Gatorade to the punch. God just does that. It is the thirst quencher. Daily, 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 pour it in your cup. It'll satisfy you, and then you'll have some to give out. But pity the fool, man, who's not drinking from the fountain, but's been placed by God around people who are thirsty, and you got no water to give, man. Church, come to the fountain, man. Drink living water. Drink it. You can trust its source. Father, we love you. I pray for anyone online or in the house, sounding my voice. It says, Pastor Jeff, whoo, I'm thirsty. I've tried to make my own water for years. I've tried to create circumstances to make me <laughs> have a drink. And I'm still so thirsty. I'm cotton mouth. I'm so thirsty, man. I want living water today. I'm tired. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I need living water. My prayer is that you, right where you're at, online or in the house, will immediately drop to your knees and cry out to a God that can save you. Who says, I'll give you living water. You'll never thirst again, my friend. I pray for us as a church. Little church, big church. We know better. We know you're living water. Forgive us for not drinking. Forgive us for being self-sufficient, thinking we got it. We ain't got nothing. God, forgive us. Make us hungry and thirsty again for you so that we have something to give to a world in desperate need of water. God, we love you as we worship you. You move us if we need to be moved. God, if we need to say yes to you in obedience, God, may we say yes to you. This is my prayer in your name.
Amen, amen. Let's worship together. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 